Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The top international journal called Nature reports that technology is essential for the lives of blind people, even though many computer devices and programs aren't universally accessible. While attending Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands to pursue his master's degree in integrated product design, Krishna Rajagopal developed a special tool to address this serious problem. The idea could be that the blind can write code with accessible technology and also in this way influence accessibility of software. Krishna Rajagopal's code developer tool is called Curio. Curio combines both tactile and auditory stimuli to make coding accessible for the blind and visually impaired. This opens the door to computer science careers or coding hobbies for the blind. Here to talk about how blind techies can use Curio to make coding accessible is Krishna or Jogopal. Welcome to the show, Krishna. Hey, hi, Brian. Yeah, so thank you so me. much for having me here. Yeah, it's glad to have you here too. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm a 27-year-old impact designer from India. Uh, I hold my master's in product design from the TU Delft. And something that always fascinates me as a designer is in building solutions to solve big problems. My interests include designing accessibility products and low-cost medical technologies. And other than work, I love exploring a vegan food. And yeah, so that's it about me. I think you've got a big talent for solving big problems. Now, you've earned your master's degree in integrated product design from Delft University of technology located in the Netherlands. What steps did you take to earn that degree? And what motivated this special, interesting development area that helps the blind? Sure. So uh, it has been a privilege to have graduated from the TU Delft, learning from the best professors in design and engineering. Um, And in a way, the course taught me the process of uh, looking at a problem on a deeper level and solving it in the most effective way. And uh, back then, in, uh, in uh, around actually 2018, I was involved in a project to teach programming concepts to children, while at the same time taking them away from the ill effects of screen time. Uh, and it was during this time, I had the opportunity to attend SplashCon, a conference on programming languages in Boston, uh, along with a professor from TU. And one of the talks was about... Uh, <laughs> audio programming languages. And this was something which was very new to me, right? Like I've never ever uh, thought earlier that visual impaired people too can uh, do programming as much as sighted people do. And it was during uh, the discussion with uh, one of the professors in the conference that I realized the pressing challenges in accessible programming, um, which was navigation and skimming of code. So to uh, wanting more uh, to, 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 to explore this challenge, I listened to a different podcast like of uh, Dr. Stefik, uh, the inventor of the Quorum programming language and by interviewing uh, uh, teachers at different blind schools in India. 
uh, and uh, also uh, interviewing professional blind programmers across the world. And one thing that kept coming back was the impossibility of skimming through code and the challenges in screen readers. And um, teachers whom I interviewed during the, in, in uh, the blind schools, they revealed that though blind students resorted to uh, copying strategies in learning a new uh, textual programming language, it often actually killed the interest that they had to learn something new. So out of uh, concern and uh, a strong desire to do something about this, I wanted to take this as my thesis topic under the guidance of Dr. Janus Keller and Dr. Wilfred from the Industrial Design Engineering Faculty of TDELF and Dr. Felin Hermans from the Programming Education Research Lab. So the journey was very challenging since it was about designing a device or programming languages, uh, basically which was about product design. But since I don't have a, a background in computer science and, uh, and back then I had a very little knowledge of, about programming itself. So the, the, the overall journey of development of Curia has been challenging personally. But then I really wanted to do something about this, right? So I wanted to take this as a challenge. And yeah, so this is how the story of Curio started. Yeah. This is quite a story. How does Curio actually make coding accessible for the blind and visually impaired? Um, yeah. So, of course, uh, many people would agree with me that learning to code provides great career opportunities for the blind, right? Like, However, uh, there are some key challenges in programming, uh, especially when it comes to textual languages. Uh, and uh, most of the tools available today are refreshable braille displays and screen readers. Uh, but the thing is, with the falling number of people who know actually to use braille, most of these existing tools uh, are not actually accessible, right? Like, and especially with screen readers, it becomes very difficult to read code. Like for example, like I mean to say, it is designed to read natural languages like words and sentences, but then it's not meant to read code. Uh, and, the, and the main reason why I say that is because uh, screen readers provide um, linear content, which means it can read one line at a time, right? Like, uh, so it is very difficult for someone to uh, understand the logic of a large piece of code. So, um, yeah, and, and also another big uh, challenge, like basically I just want to give the context before I tell more about Curio. Uh, and the other big problem is to debug the code uh, because usually what happens is like uh, a blind user uh, is uh, required to compile the code in an IDE first in order to understand which line number has the error and then he has to go back, right? But uh, this is a very time-consuming process. Yeah, and also other challenges like, uh, like for example, Python has indentation and uh, the programmers has to listen to beeps. Like, so basically, uh, screen readers provide uh, beeps um, for every indentation. So basically, you have to count how many beeps of um, uh, indentation is there. And then, and then with that, you need to uh, mentally create a model uh, to understand the structure of code. Which, which is all too much to take in, right? Like, so yeah, so, and, um, and this is where uh, this whole Curio thing comes into the picture. That's really cool. Um, so, so I understand that the developer, they're going to write the code on this external keyboard, and that's mm -hmm. going to be loca loaded into the device's text editor. 
and the on-screen visual elements, including the code structure and the hierarchy, they're converted into these rows of patterns of moving buttons. What do, mm -hmm. what do each of these rows of buttons represent? So, uh, yeah, well, each, uh, uh, each row uh, is basically a, a line of code. Now, each line of code would be like mm -hmm. lots of uh, numbers and letters, right? Yes, yes. Now, what about the button positions? What do those indicate? Okay, so uh, basically the button position indicates the uh, position of the first character in line. Basically the indentations. Oh, the indentation. Okay, kind of like if you were to push tab on a computer to write a new, on, on a regular computer, like in a word processing program, to uh, write a paragraph. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah. see. Okay. Now, um, I understand that Curiel also has joysticks. These aren't video game joysticks, but what happens as the people use their joysticks with Curiel? Well, so uh, basically the uh, joystick helps a user to scroll between different uh, lines, basically, or, or, or you can just visualize it as pages of, of a Word document, right? Like, so uh, this is something that happens with, uh, when you move uh, the joystick uh, like upwards and downwards. Uh, and when you move it sidewards, is is basically it uh, um, moves the cursor across different words and characters. So basically, uh, Curio has an inbuilt speech synthesizer which can read aloud what is there on the line, right? So this uh, joystick, when moved sidewards, uh, it can uh, go to one specific character or word. Like if you want to understand if there is a error in the spelling, for example, right? So you just keep reading with with the joystick. And once you hear something is odd, what you hear, and you go to that line, and uh, I mean, sorry, to that specific uh, word, and then you go character by character. So yeah, that's how it works. So now these button positions, they're updated all the time. And the users can hear specific pages, lines, all different words and characters. Now these characters, I assume, mean like your exclamation points, your periods, your other little punctuation marks, all read aloud when they press these, when they, when they press certain buttons. What are these certain buttons now they have to actually press? Yeah, so uh, these uh, buttons are basically, uh, if you want to uh, go to a specific line, like if you want to move the cursor to a specific line, uh, you can uh, access these buttons basically. Like for instance, say when the device is uh, uh, through touch, I mean through the moving buttons, it's displaying 20 lines of code between line numbers 140 and 160, okay. And by pressing the ninth row button on the device, the user can directly place his cursor on the 149th line and then use the joystick to read aloud what are the uh, different contents in the line. Now, what programming languages and operating systems is Curio compatible with? I understand it's compatible with quite a few. Yeah, so uh, right now we are still developing Curio and it was initially designed for Python. But now we are also extending the compatibility with C++, Java and JavaScript. And uh, in terms of uh, operating system, of course it's a standalone system. So it also uh, uses Linux as the operating system, yeah. So it runs on Linux and it's compatible with the C++ and JavaScript and Java. 
That's right. What are some of the differences, though, between Curio and some of the rival products or similar systems out there? Okay, so the major rival uh, in terms of audio tactile solution is the Braille displays. And as I mentioned before, uh, only a small percentage of uh, blind people actually know Braille. Um, so in, in addition, Braille is difficult for those who become blind at a later stage in life. So, and uh, yeah, and also these uh, devices are very expensive for countries like India, especially. And uh, yeah, and, and also just as screen readers, they also provide content one line at a time. So in, a, in other words, uh, Braille display displays doesn't really help in the challenges that I understand that uh, many of the products out there for blind, visually impaired computer programmers are just limited to these refreshable Braille displays and the screen readers. The screen readers, they just read the natural language. And the Braille displays, they cost a lot of money. But yeah. Curio combines that sound and touch for making coding easier. So what's next for Curio? Um, so yeah, so uh, I'm now um, trying to launch Curio into the market soon. And yeah, I am um, basically looking for uh, tech incubators as well as support from accessibility programs with tech giants to take the vision forward. So yeah, and I hope someone among the listeners might have such connections and yeah, and it will be great if you, if, if they can actually put me in touch with some of these people. Yeah. So yeah, so this is the plan ahead. How do our listeners who are interested out there inaccessible computer programming how how can they get into this as a career or a hobby and how can they actually get the curio tool is it, when's it going to be available right um so uh they can expect curio to be launched in the next eight months like because of the of the whole corona situation and sorts i think uh, it might uh get delayed till like eight months maybe yeah but but yeah so so after that uh it shall be launched and and i'll also keep you guys posted as well yeah and i'm sure um that uh covid19 will pass us and that curio will definitely come out now is there a training course or a tutorial or does the tool come or uh, that, that uh curio comes with uh that people can check out before they start using Curio? Because with some technology, some people are a little bit phobic and want to learn how to use it first. Right, right, yeah. So uh, that is something uh, of uh, prime importance in my design criteria. So the idea is to have like voice-based uh, support when using the product for the first time. Like it's, so basically it's gonna guide the users how to use specific functions and how to, use uh, the features of the product yeah so that's how it's going to be and in terms of the online training courses like i'm actually looking out for people who can help me with that like in in developing courses for students who would want to learn programming languages yeah what are some of the other unique features of curio anything else special um okay so in terms of okay so the so the one of the main thing was the cost that uh, i wanted to uh, uh, make this as affordable as possible um, mm-hmm. and also uh, in terms of the approach itself i think that's what makes curio very special because um, displaying graphical elements onto a touch based system without the use of braille because how do you represent so so the so the major question that i had when i was designing this was how do you uh, represent 
a digital information on a graphical screen onto something that you can touch right and that too without brain so the main feature of uh, the whole product is uh, so you imagine it to be a, a sculpture okay a sculpture that updates instantly when you scroll through pages so whatever is on the screen that is uh, in real time shown as tactically moving blocks so you can basically feel the code by touching it so that's what makes uh, the product special yeah that's fantastic how can our listeners learn more about curio yeah sure so uh, i'll be launching a website soon for curio um to which the updates will be updated soon and uh, yeah and yeah that's how uh, i'm planning to do that okay well we'll keep looking out for that um krishna is there anything else that you'd like to add um yeah actually uh, i just want um wanted to have the opportunity to um say that um i i envision a world i i envision a world which is inclusive for all and i hope curio can be a small step towards it so as i said earlier i'm looking for incubators testers uh, development of course materials and industry connections so yeah um and and also i would like to thank you brian for having this conversation i absolutely love the conversation i'm looking forward to hear what the listeners are thinking yeah krishna this was great let's hope that curio helps the blind and visually impaired code away as a hobby or in opening the door to a successful and rewarding career in computer science thanks so much for joining us today yep thank you brian see you see you too before we go listeners i welcome your comments on this program just visit and like me on facebook at speaking out for the blind or follow me on twitter at speak out blind or speak out for the blind. You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout@acbradio.org and my show archive is at acbradio.org/speaking-out-for-blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at acbradio.org slash SOFTP. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you been grappling with a difficult problem? Searching for a solution that appears intent on evading you? You might be surprised to learn that the ideal solution to the problem doesn't exist out there, but rather within yourself. This is Dr. Linda Bolay. 
creator of Sleuth Hound U, mastering the art of solution seeking. Please join me each month for a fresh look at problem solving through a solution-focused lens. In the words of Swiss psychologist and psychiatrist Carl Jung, your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. One who looks outside dreams. One who looks inside awakens. Sleuth Hound You with Dr. Linda Bollet coming to ACB Radio soon. Remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB. Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection. That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community? This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome. So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection? Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy. So when will Pride Connection take place? Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio Radio Mainstream. The First Amendment reads, The people shall not be deprived or abridged of their right to speak. The odds are... The person you just heard is an African-American. Because African-Americans are twice as likely to suffer a stroke as white Americans. That's twice as likely a stroke could rob you of the freedom to speak your mind. The freedom to shout from mountaintops. The freedom to tell your mother you love her. And it's twice as likely a stroke could take your life. Therefore, it's twice as crucial for us to do something about preventing a stroke. Learn. How you can help beat the odds. Start by calling 1-888-4-STROKE or go online to strokeassociation.org. Join the power to end stroke. A public service message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hey, how you doing, everybody? I'm Brian McKnight for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. Give your keys to a friend, because friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, a service of the American Council of the Blind. 